0: Colin. And I'm Megan. And this is Pet
1: Pet Sitter Sitter Confessional, Confessional, an open and honest discussion about life as a pet sitter.
0: Brought to you by Time to Pet. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Today, we are so happy to have Susan Anderson, owner of The Pet Gal, on to discuss what it's been like to be in business for over 10 years. We also talk about how it's been her expanding to multiple locations, adding services year after year, and managing all of that chaos and keeping everybody on the same track and everything organized. We also have a really good conversation about what it's like for her to navigate all of the different states, rules, and regulations for her to be able to operate. So let's dive right in.
1: Hi, Colin. Thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Susan Anderson. I'm the owner and CEO of The PECDAL. Uh, I have um, an administrative background in telecom, baking, and semiconductors. Uh, however, my passion is pets. I uh, quit the corporate world to follow my dream of owning a positive-based business, attending uh, to the welfare and advocacy of animals, and I never looked back.
0: That's quite the resume that you have there. <laughs> what, what, what really was it about about that decision to to jump into the world of pet care. What what kind of triggered that for you?
1: Uh well, I, I didn't care for my last corporate job. I, I uh I wasn't motivated. I I wasn't challenged and I really wanted to do something that I loved and get paid for it. I needed to follow a passion and a, f- a friend of mine started a dog walking and pet sitting business a year earlier in California and she was amazingly successful and clearly was enjoying what she was doing. Uh, after a discussion with my husband and future business partner, I made the decision to leave that mundane corporate job uh, for the world of animals and the freedom of being an entrepreneur. Oh. It was one of the best decisions of my life, and oh. it's not. It's not only allowed me to do what I love, but also to work with clients and amazing pets.
0: Yeah this this world is definitely it, it's anything but mundane. So you took the right
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And,
0: and how long ago was that?
1: Oh uh, wow, that was um, ten years ago.
0: Ten years, wow. Yeah, wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's great. And so, do you thinking back ten years ago? you know, what do you remember maybe your first client or first couple clients that you had?
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I was so nervous about that first meet and greet. Um, I showed up with a leather portfolio that I got from my banking job. <laughs> you, you could say I was not dressed for uh, pet sitting success. <laughs> uh, the client even asked me if I've ever done this before. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've come a long way since that experience and he did hire me. <laughs> oh, that's
0: great. Well, yeah. that just goes to show, you know, like we, you know, there's always a starting point and everybody's nervous about it because it is it's it's so like oh goodness are they going to like me you know am i doing this right am i asking the right questions and you grow and you learn
1: absolutely
0: <laughs> so you know you're 10 years into this you know you've obviously got a lot of passion about this where where would you say your passion for animals came from
1: Well, early on, I had experiences that taught me the value of unconditional love from from pets and animals. Um, As a little girl, I brought home stray bunnies, cats, and dogs. I spent hours during the summer breaks uh, looking for critters under rocks, uh, exploring the giant creek, which is really not so giant woods behind my childhood house, uh, looking for turtles. And I would dig through window wells in search of frogs and critters. Uh, And then in my teen years, I explored uh, my lifelong interest in equines and also volunteering for local rescue groups in my community. And um, we've always had wonderful family pets, and I always took full responsibility for their care. And uh, our beloved golden retriever, Skull, who arrived the same year I was born, (laughs) we formed a special friendship lasting 15 years. So I think he was my first love. Uh, So I knew I wanted to dedicate my life to the care and advocacy of animals.
0: Do you currently have any pets in your family?
1: I certainly do. We have a a golden Uh, a rescue golden from Central Texas named Jake. Uh, he's about nine years old, 10 years old. We don't know since he's a rescue. And then uh, we have a cat, Tommy, who actually came with our rental house. <laughs> he's, oh. He's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, it took a little time, but we I slowly got him to come inside. And now he's, he's sleeping on our couch right now. So he's very happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what kind of services do you currently offer?
1: Well, pet sitting is our most popular. Uh, We also offer dog walking, uh, pet taxi, and wedding pet attendant services.
0: Did you start off offering all of those or how did that offering list change over time?
1: Uh, we started with uh, pet sitting and dog walking. And then the pet taxi arose when a client had the need. So uh, we decided to get involved in that. And then the wedding pet attendant services. Oh, I've got a story for that, how that started as well.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, go ahead. How, how that That's a very interesting service and one I don't think many people know about. I certainly uh, was kind of surprised to see that. So how did that get started?
1: Uh, well, it was completely organic. Uh, a client, now a friend of the Pet Gal, was planning her wedding. Uh, she approached me and asked how we could help allow her first love, Annie, a spicy, lovable Yorkie, uh, and Cornflake, uh, the couple's new golden rescue, uh, partake in their wedding. And after all, dogs are our family and, and we dig it. So without hesitation, um, I said yes. Uh, I, I completely fell in love with the idea and had further conversations with my business partner. And so we had to make this niche service part of our growing um, business. Um, so now over 75 weddings later, we've hired a wedding pet attendant coordinator. Uh, we have four attendants. And, and to quote our motto, uh, dogs in weddings, what's not to love?
0: <laughs> I'm curious as to what a typical day looks like for, for a wedding pet attendant. I'm sure it's different depending on how they want them involved. But what, what does wedding day look like?
1: Uh, Well, if you've ever been to a wedding, I'm sure you're aware it's very fast-paced and couples have little time to oversee the details. Um, Couples love this service. It's a unique way to include their dogs in their ceremony, photos, and reception without having to rely on friends and family. Uh, To ensure all goes according to plan, a wedding pen attendant arrives to the venue uh, one to two hours early to check in with the planners and the couple. Uh, They always hydrate, potty, and exercise the dog um, so they're familiar with the venue as well. Uh, prior to the ceremony, our attendant dresses the dog with any flower collars provided by the couple's florist. Uh, they always absolutely have to be fla- uh, photo ready.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, they, they greet guests as they arrive uh, and guests absolutely love the surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the attendant joins the wedding party to walk down the aisle and usually uh, passes the dog off to either the best man or the maid of honor. Uh, then after the nuptials, the wedding pet attendant assists with photos, uh, joins the reception, and then at the end of the night, they chauffeur the dog back to the couple's home, uh, typically for overnight care.
0: That's really involved. The pet attendant is constantly active in doing something the entire day then. That sounds really intensive.
1: Yes, and just a super attention to detail, and of course to make sure that everything flows smoothly. <laughs> We're working yeah. with an animal, <laughs> so as you know, yeah. they can be unpredictable. Yeah,
0: that's yeah, that's shocking. Actually, no. <laughs> Un- unpredictability can be sometimes the the name of the game. No matter how well trained or how familiar they are with the, the venue or people around them. So that's, exactly, yeah. that's a, that's a pretty unique service. Uh, I'm curious about some of the animals that you've cared for and kind of maybe some of the most more interesting pets that you've cared for over these years?
1: Uh, once I was asked to water a worm compost and oh <laughs> that was interesting. And, yeah. and another time I was asked to water a toad that took up residence in a flower pot on the client's front porch. That was odd.
0: Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then my favorite though is uh, Nilo, a sweet little bird. Uh, he's an African silverbill who's very friendly and social. He loves he loves to ride on my shoulders while I tend to my chores and flutter around. And he makes me feel he literally makes me feel like a Disney princess.
0: When people tend to think of pet sitting and dog walking, we tend to think of just the furry creatures in our lives. But I love you know that you've gotten everything from from words to to birds, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I really love your website. And I'm, I'm curious on there, you've got a pretty in-depth FAQ. And I'm, I'm curious what prompted your decision to have that on there.
1: Well, hiring a pet sitting company is an important decision. We want our clients to vet us as, as much as we vet them. So we like to have all the anticipated questions answered up front. And so that way, the clients have a full understanding and expectation of what type of service we provide and what our processes are like, uh, what they can expect from uh, the onboarding process to the visit. So we, we just want our clients to be well informed, make sure that we're the right fit for them.
0: It gets really at the the, the heart of that is you're setting expectations not just for, for you, yourself or members of your team, but as you said, more importantly, for the for the clients so that they know that process. So nothing it seems like it jumps out at them or nothing surprises them from start to finish.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: The other part of, of your website that I, I, I really enjoyed was you have a, a dedicated tab called Smiles with a ton of adorable <laughs> fur babies. And you know, <laughs> I, I I love that and you know what what about that section is is so unique to you or or you know having that on the importance of having that on your website.
1: I'm sure like you, you'll be scrolling through your phone and you'll see all this news of the day that does not make you smile. So, yes. <laughs> so immediately I can pop over to a, a website or, you know, a, a favorite uh, Instagram page of animals and it immediately makes you smile. It makes you happy. Um, we're actually uh, running an Instagram and Facebook uh, section called uh, Happy Face, hashtag Happy Face. So, so, so I think we're just spreading the love, spreading the joy, spreading the smiles. our goal. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, and you've got the the world's best subjects right in front of you every day to, to help spread that. So that's great. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned Facebook and, and Instagram. When a lot of people think of those, they start thinking of, of marketing and social media outreach. Next question that comes to my mind is, how do you find most of your clients?
1: Uh, well, most of our clients find us Colin, <laughs> from, oh <my> web, <laughs> from <Yeah>. web searches. <laughs> yeah. Well played. Well done. Yes, <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that our talented in-house marketing team keeps our SEO and our social media on point, uh, which has been huge for the growth of our business. We average five new leads a day, um, but we also rely on referrals from both of our clients and our pet sitters. Uh, participating in local events and partnering with local pet stores, vets, rescues, dog, cat boarding facilities. Uh, daycare has been beneficial as well. And I'm excited to share that we recently started partnering with a local company to offer discounts for their employees. And uh, also, we've had several news features and popular industry podcasts like Pets that Confessional. Oh,
0: <laughs> well, yeah, that's great. Oh my goodness. I, you mentioned joining with local companies to offer discounts to their employees. I've never heard of somebody doing that before. How did that get started?
1: Oh, well, actually a a very popular venue in Austin reached out to us asking if we would like to partner with them, so that was very flattering. Um I don't know if you're familiar with Alamo Draft house yes, yeah, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. so so we're offering their employees discount discounted pet care, and in return, they'll offer us um, quarterly vouchers to hand off to our employees, so we're ex- very excited about that partnership.
0: yeah, and the word that kept coming over over and over through that was local groups, local events, local companies, you know, you're you're really digging into the community and and becoming a member of that through each of those processes that you've got going on there.
1: Absolutely. That's that's very important to us just to, you know, we're we're small local and we want to support other local companies, you know, not just within our industry, but outside of that as well.
0: Yeah, that's great. One of the services that you offer is is, is dog walking. And I think when many of us consider doing dog walking, we, we immediately think of, okay, how can I scale this and start offering pack walks? But, but I, I think you've chosen to stay away from those. And I'm curious why you, you currently don't offer that.
1: Well, We believe it's more important to provide that individual attention to each pet in our care, uh, not to mention the safety factor for our dogs and walkers alike.
0: Short, simple, to the point. I love
1: that. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not gonna. We're not gonna do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no. But but it's you know you 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 have a clearly defined reason, and you've got that's just part of your core values, and that speaks volumes about the kind of service and and what you guys are really trying to do. Yes. Now I'm assuming, with as busy as you're sounding, it's not just you doing all of this, and you've got a pretty robust team around you. Can you tell us about the team that you
1: have? We have over 60 in Austin, Colorado Springs, and Kona combined and growing.
0: So you're pretty spread out geographically. How did that happen?
1: Uh, Well, we started in Austin, uh, just myself, and we quickly grew and we needed to quickly expand. Uh, So we expanded first to Colorado Springs. Uh, We had a dependable, wonderful caregiver who uh, was moving to the, the Colorado Springs area and asked if uh, we could potentially start a business up there, uh, so we immediately uh, jumped on that, and we started uh, marketing. and uh, And quickly thereafter, we started getting phone calls and and started expanding and hiring more in that service area. And then, uh, and then, my husband and I opted to move to Hawaii. And we weren't sure if there would be a need here or not, but having getting engrossed in the community and talking with other people in the pet care industry, there absolutely is a need. So we decided mm-hmm. to start here as well. And we now uh, we, we have four employees working for us here.
0: What's really neat about that that story is that the business kind of followed you around and your employees as they kind of decided to move out and spread out across that it was just kind of happened very organically.
1: Uh, yes, absolutely. And... Uh, it's We're fortunate to, uh, like you, to have the opportunity to, to grow the business in any direction we want to go. And really? We're, we've really been enjoying the experience. And, and starting over in different communities is like starting the business from scratch again. It's, it's really exciting and it's motivating.
0: Yeah. And you did that remotely, with you know, from at the time from Austin into Colorado Springs. What was that experience like? That's a pretty large leap.
1: Uh, yes. So we had to have everything set up in the background. We had to get our web presence. We had to, uh, you know, have... Uh, our SEO in in line, so we could find new clients. Uh, we our sitters were on foot, going visiting veterinarian hospitals and local pet stores, um, just to get the word out. So uh, you know, it, it took some time to develop, but we we stuck stuck with it, and, and we're now successful there.
0: Yeah, and, and all because you had a, a motivated and dedicated uh, you know employee move up there and want to continue providing those services exactly. Speaking of employees, you know, what, what was it like when you first hired your employees? And what, what was that trigger for you? Why did you decide to bring somebody else on?
1: Well, like all solo sitters, I was close to burning out. <laughs> I'm sure you've heard that before. <laughs> um, it, it took a long time to realize they needed to let go of that control and trust someone else to represent our company. And this decision, decision has led to continued the growth we see today. Um, so I was very happy I got out of that, um, that, that space and moved forward.
0: Have you heard about Time to Pet? Chris Ann from Raining Cats and Dogs has this to say.
1: Becoming a Time to Pet client has been a game changer for us. We can give our pet services clients real-time, cloud-based information they never imagined they'd be interested in. And most importantly, to me personally, I can better manage my company and look forward to more. And not a small thing, Time to Pet is responsive to my requests for new features and modifications to existing ones.
0: If you are looking for new pet sitting software for your business, give Time to Pet a try. Listeners of Pet Sitter confessional get 50% off their first three months when they sign up at timetopet.com slash confessional. Was, Was that an easy thing? Was that an easy decision for you to make? You were feeling the burnout, but part of that is feeling like you're giving up control sometimes or giving up ownership of the clients that you care for.
1: It was a struggle. At the time, I felt like only I could give the service that our customers expected and their pets uh, deserved. And letting that go was so freeing for me. (laughs) And allowing that trust and knowing that uh, there's a lot of people out there who really enjoy caring for animals and want to see to their best interests. That's
0: that's huge because it is. You you do take ownership and you do have that feeling of I'm I know I'm providing the best care, and it's really hard to trust that somebody else can as well. Did you have some some training or oversight during that transition of the people that you were bringing on?
1: Our pet gals and guys undergo a rigorous interview process to verify they're a right fit for our team and match our positive approach to pet care. Uh, so we have a thorough online application, phone interview, in-person interview... Uh, Reference and background checks and hand on, and hands-on training. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Colin, one of my favorite vetting processes is watching the personal videos submitted by our applicants. You can really get a good feel for their personalities there.
0: Oh, whoa, that's an <laughs> that's an interesting step. What do what do those typically look like or include?
1: Yeah, well, it, it's usually in the sitter's home or in their backyard, and the funny aspect is they usually include their animals, <laughs> and and, yeah. and and one applicant had a goat who who wanted to take over and be the star of the video <laughs> and, and just kept like <laughs> head bumping him <in> and <laughs> just being, being goofy. So yeah. that, that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's,
0: that's, a very, that's a very unique way to just start looking at some personality characteristics and see how they handle situations or, or how they choose to present themselves in a very different setting than a, a typical interview style.
1: Exactly. And it gives us me an opportunity since I'm remote to see how they would interact with a client at a meet and greet.
0: Where did that idea come from?
1: Uh, well, since we um, since we did have Colorado Springs as a, our first location, and I couldn't always make it up there to do interviews, you know, in several weeks out of the year, we decided we should do videos. So that way, we have um, that that vetting process in place. We can get a full full idea of, um, of who we're talking to and how they interact with their pets.
0: Yeah, using that wonderful world of technology to make that process such a lot simpler.
1: Yes, I love it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So you're operating in three very different locations with a lot of people working under you and around you. How do you keep all of that organized? And that's a big question, I know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As you can imagine, it's challenging to stay on top of every aspect of running a small business. Um, Early on, we had the mindset to keep the business processes scalable and repeatable. Uh, we utilize scheduling software, which includes an app for our clients and our sitters. Uh, we have a CRM to better manage and process leads. Uh, we have in house marketing and an IT department, that's huge, <laughs> a hiring coordinator, a wedding pet attendant coordinator, and a stellar scheduling team to do the day to day tasks, um, Tasks they work on escalations, along with customer and sitter support, and finally, uh, proven policies and processes.
0: A lot, you know. A lot of the the, what you were talking about there is really, you know, you hire support and administrative people to come alongside you and and start handing off those tasks to other people and go, you know, what this is this is something that you can handle and you can handle and you can handle, so that not any one person is trying to keep all of this all the balls up in the air at one time. (laughs)
1: Yes, yes, because I've been there, and it's very—it's a challenge. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so giving ownership of those roles to uh, stellar individuals is is really helpful for our growth.
0: Typically, when we think of hiring somebody, it's oh, I need to hire another pet sitter. But as you mentioned, you know, you keep it all—you manage to help keep it all organized by hiring people to do you know office work and scheduling and marketing and IT, and all of those are equally as important as the in the field caregivers.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And our sitters, you know, and dog walkers, they come from all walks of life, uh, professional dog trainers, vet techs, animal rescue volunteers, uh, re- retired police detectives, social workers, oh, MBA, <laughs> MBA, PhD students. Um, but they all, you know, they all have a passion for animals and, and every pet sitter is required to continue their education by attending animal behavior classes, uh, renewing their pet CPR and first aid certification annually. Uh, this hiring education process means our clients are uh, partnering with our professionalism and smart, motivated, and highly responsible pet sitters and dog walkers. Our office handles all the aspects of running the business. So we do support marketing, uh, provide insurance coverage so our sitters can focus on caring for pets and developing relationships with our clients. Uh, then we vet our clients carefully so sitters have a positive work experience and don't walk into any uncomfortable environments. Um, yeah. And we're continually growing so our sitters can really Rely on dependable income. Uh, we also have a solid foundation and great reputation in all of our service areas. And our pet gals and guys are proud to represent our business.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially with all that support behind them, it makes that makes their job easy at that point. You know, in some, yeah. in some, in some instances,
1: yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So a- after ten years and thinking about the employees that you have on staff and in the, the 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 pet care professionals that you work with, how do you retain? the all-star, the great ones to keep coming back and, and be with you year after year.
1: Yeah. And I, th- I think that support is huge. Um, they know that they can depend on our office and our team um, to help them through challenging situations, whether it's it's a lockout from a client home. Uh, we have an 800 number that rings through um, several people until, until someone picks up. <laughs> so that way, uh, they can get immediate help in a situation, whether it's um, an animal that needs medical attention or uh, a lockbox box won't open uh, things of that nature. And then also, um, as I mentioned, our reputation, uh, they are proud to work for an organization that's well-rated in, in all of our service areas. Uh, so that way that they know that they'll continue to get work. And when it is slow, they'll know that there will be uh, opportunities in the future. <laughs> we know we have a, a down period and of course, very, very busy periods. Having this established, well-grounded business, I think it really helps them uh, know that there's, uh, there's stable income and support. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. That's that support is so huge because that's that's a big piece of the puzzle that can be hard for them to provide on their own, and, and it's right. a lot of work. And so, whenever you have someone to come alongside with and work for that that offers those, and says, hey, we'll take care of all this, so you can focus on the care that really eases the the burden on any one given sitter.
1: Absolutely. So they they can really focus on what they what the client wants them to do is their pets and of course their client's home.
0: One of the other services that you that you mentioned was taxi and and this is a very interesting service addition uh, as well to me and I'm curious how that service got started and, and, and how that works uh, for um, for you guys
1: yeah, well, uh, very early on, I had a client who couldn't get away from work, but had to pick her her pet up at a doggy daycare facility, and they were due to close before she was able to, uh, to arrive, and otherwise her dog would have been boarded overnight. So she reached out to me, and and I said, absolutely, I'll I'll pick up your dog. So and then so from then on, I'm like, well, here's an opportunity for a, a service that's that's in demand by our clients. So let's let's put it out there, and um, so. You know, we we transfer pets not only you know from the doggy daycare, but to necessary vet appointments, uh, to boarding, and to grooming facilities.
0: That's with, with such a unique uh, service that, as that is. Has, what kind of learning curve or or um, maybe unexpected thing has come up through through offering uh, a pet taxi service?
1: Uh, not fully vetting the pets. <laughs> I, oh. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'll never make that mistake again. I, I picked. I picked up an excitable lab who just broke out of a two-week boarding stay. He knocked down the gate in the rear of my MDX. He climbed over the seats, scratched my interior, and then did a full head shake, spraying drool all over me and all over the windshield. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was that was <laughs> enough <laughs> to make my I had to set up a process for that
0: (laughs) (laughs) so so what what does that look like you know what what takeaways did you 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 bring from that experience
1: uh yes first of all sometimes circumstances come up where their uh clients aren't they're not vetted but they they need that service Uh, so we try to set, set something up in the future or or prior to needing that service so we can do a meet and greet and meet the dog and have an expectation about what the dog's behavior is like. Mm -hmm. Um, And then secondly, uh, having my car equipped properly. Uh, I had a a gate to keep the dog secure in the back of the car, uh, but it wasn't enough. Uh, So having some sort of harness system that attaches to a seatbelt, that's something that I learned that we should do in the future. Also, now that we've been doing this for some time, We bought a van, a Ford van, and that we use also for chauffeuring dogs for our wedding pet attendant services. And then we're in the process of installing secure crating system to keep the pet safe during transport.
0: So that was my next question of um, how you keep the, all, all the dogs in you know, safe and secure if you used harnesses or if you went with a, more of a crate system.
1: Yeah, so, so we do it differently in Austin since we have that van. The crate system is going to work perfectly once we get it fully installed. And then and actually in Colorado, we're not allowed to um, provide transport for pets. They have some pretty strict um, laws regarding that. Hmm. And then um, in Hawaii, we have a harness system. So we have the dogs are required to wear a harness and we have a seatbelt attachment that attaches directly to that harness. So they have some mobility, but if you know we were to stop short, or uh, the dog was excited and wanted to move about. We have some control there, and they can't, they won't get hurt. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> you mentioned that in Colorado, the the rules and regulations were very different. And I, I hear that uh, not just Colorado, but that's a, a thing that comes up a lot with with pet caregivers. Is the rules and regulations where I live won't allow X Y Z. Right. What, what's that been like for you navigating three different states and their rules and regulations? <laughs>
1: Yes, yes. We, uh, you know, we strive to be transparent. We want to, we want to follow the local laws and rules. Uh, We want to make sure that we're uh, our our clients know know that we have studied up on the on the rules in in the community to make sure we're doing everything correctly. Um, So, so yeah, that's been a challenge navigating and reading up on all the laws and uh, (laughs) and requirements for each service area. Uh, But yeah, Colorado was interesting and. um, they they're assuming we're agricultural. That's that's the route I think that they're going down. And they you can transport animals, but you have to pay each each sitter would have to have a license. And we opted not to we just opted not to provide that service.
0: Sure. And and you know that speaks to that sometimes the you're gonna run up against rules and regulations that just maybe aren't worth the battle to try and overcome. And so that they that may dictate some of the services that you want to provide in an area it's not just where's the demand but also what what is that what are the hurdles to overcome some of those those regulations
1: right and and fortunately in texas there's quite a bit of advocacy for changing the laws for animal rescue animal rights uh you know tethering and and whatnot so fortunately texas is a really great to work with uh hawaii is is another challenge there's especially the island of the big island of hawaii that's it's not uh, typically pet friendly, so there's um, there's teams here that are working to uh, t- to make the island uh, more pet friendly. So and we're getting involved with that as well.
0: Yeah, and and um, again that that speaks back to being you know investing in the community and and partnering with other people to to make the the lives of pets better for everybody.
1: Yes, yeah. that's a great end goal.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you think about you know the services, the variety of services that you offer and your experience over the past 10 years, I'm curious if you have any you know, products or services that you enjoy using or, or recommend that would recommend that other sitters be using if they're not already.
1: Uh, yeah, a great resource that I want to share that, uh, that we found that works well for our business is is a course on Udemy or Udemy. Uh, it's called Dog CPR First Aid Safety for Pet Pros and Dedicated Owners. It's I like it because it's comprehensive and it's affordable, and most importantly, our fit, our sitters find it very educational and useful. Uh, another is um, a scheduling pets uh, scheduling software. Uh, Time to Pet. I can't say enough good things about the platform. It's it's really changed our business model and it's been really helpful and. Again, going back to keeping us organized and communication between our team and the sitters and the clients is invaluable. Um, and then a simple tool that I always use when I do pet sitting is on dog walking is, is a simple runner's belt. It's, um, it's a must to hold the essentials like your phone, bags, air horn, treats, keys, and allows you to be hands-free during walks and pet sits.
0: No, that's great. Yeah, because a lot of times you start thinking of like, where do I put all of this stuff? And, <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> and just something as simple as runner, runner's belt keeps it all organized in one location. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, and it's not a fanny pack. It's a runner's belt. Okay, yeah, very, <laughs> just to must- clarify. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, run, runner's belt. Okay. Cool. <laughs> well, uh, Susan, thank you so much for sharing your story of, of growth, expansion, and how you've you know, moved to different, to different locations and things that you've learned and how you provide continual support for your clients. And I know a lot of people are going to have further questions and want to reach out and get in touch. How can people um, send you questions or follow along with all the stuff that you guys have going on?
1: Oh, yeah. Well, first, I want to say thank you for inviting me to talk. And it's been my pleasure. And if anyone wants to reach out, they can find us at thepetgal.com.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Susan.
1: Oh, my pleasure. There were really
0: two big takeaways that I had from my conversation with Susan. The first was the importance of hiring somebody to do something that will help you grow and expand. And most of the hires that she discussed were all about support. That when you have the support, when you have the back end taken care of, your walkers, your sitters will be able to better focus on their job and you will be able to better focus on yours as well. And then the second one was what makes you smile? Especially in times like we are going through right now, we all need something in our life that can help us smile or remember what it's like to do that. So whether it's cute puppies, whether it's hanging out with friends or getting in touch with family. Remember to take those moments. Remember to take those time to keep yourself on a good path mentally, spiritually, physically to make sure that you're taken care of and that those around you know that you're well. And then if you see someone around you struggling, to reach out to them and make sure that they are okay. Give them the support, give them the tools and lend an ear or a helping hand if they need it. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode we'd like to thank time to pet for sponsoring us and making it possible head on over to time to pet slash confessional to find out more we've been asked how people can help support the show and if you have found this episode or any of our now 88 episodes valuable or informational please share it with somebody who you would think would also benefit from it thank you all again so much and we'll be back again soon (laughs) Oh, my God.